quick. So we're going to deal with tonight. We're going to talk about tonight conversations. Okay, conversations. This is very important. This is very important. Hold on. Let me let me get back to where I need to go. Conversations. All right. Can you all see the screen that says conversations? Nod your head. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> Meaningful encounters with the uncommon are centered on conversations. They're centered on conversations. So I said, Pastor, I don't like to talk. You've got to learn how. <laughs> really. Because meaningful encounters with the, with the uncommon are centered on conversations. Okay. Conversations unlock the benefits within the uncommon man. You don't know what's in somebody if you don't talk to them. <laughs> okay, I mean that, that that's simple. That's a simple way of putting it. You don't know what's in a person. Those of you that's on, and I can't see everybody that's on, but those of you that's on, you have some, you have some good information. You have some knowledge. If I never talk to you, I will never benefit from the knowledge that's inside of you. Okay, so conversations unlock the benefits within the uncommon man. Okay, when you look back, watch this, when you look back at your life, most of your success began with a conversation with someone. That's how it started, with a conversation with someone. Okay. Conversations are opportunities. Every conversation you have, there's an opportunity in it. Conversations contain wisdom. And then and then and then and then what is wisdom? Wisdom is genuine information. Okay? I'm going to leave it up there so y'all can write this down. Wisdom, of course, is the ability to make right decisions. Doesn't matter, and I say this all the time, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. If you don't have wisdom, knowledge means nothing because you don't know how to apply the knowledge. You don't know how to use it. I could give you a million dollars tonight, and guess what? If you're not wise, some of y'all be broke in the morning because really a million dollars is not a lot of money nowadays. You need the wisdom to know how to spend that million dollars, okay? And so wisdom is, is genuine information, okay? And so it, 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 it helps us to make right decisions. Conversation with the right people impart gifted information that you can't get any other way. Information helps you make right choices. A lot of people made wrong choices because they didn't have the correct information. It'd be as simple as buying a car. If you don't have the right information, you could you could you could have not misheard what the salesman was saying. You thought he said you was getting that car at two percent. He was saying and he said you were getting it at twenty two percent. Well, that's the wrong information. 
<laughs> right? And that information can affect you in the long run. So, 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 so conversations with the right people. Now, I, I, I need y'all to highlight right big, the right people. There's a lot of people talking, but they're, 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 they're not the right people. There's a lot of people that's imparting information into your life. And sometimes we run with it because it sounds good, but th th that's not the right people. The president told us to drink some Clorox. That's, that's wrong information. <laughs> And thank God all of us, watch this, all of us had the wisdom to know you don't drink Clorox. Some folks start drinking it and die. You follow me? From misinformation, not from the right person. And so uh, the right people impart gifted, they go that word gifted again, gifted information that you can't get any other way. You can't get it from Google search. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you can't get that information. You can't get it from Google search. Let me let y'all see me for a minute. <laughs> okay, you, you, you can't get it. You can't get it from Google. Okay, because you got to remember whom God is going to send into your life. It's going to be divine. It's going to be spiritual. Now, that spiritual is going to also bless you naturally. <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah. Let me see your lips move. Amen. Yeah, it's going to bless you naturally. All right. And so and so uh, we are living in a world created by decisions. Really, that's why. Why do you think we're not back at church right now? <laughs> okay? It's based upon decisions. Some some pastors are saying we're going in Sunday morning, no matter what. That's based upon a decision. Their decision is to go back in. My decision is to look at the welfare of the people. <laughs> okay, so so our whole lives, the world is created by decisions, and this means all the more when you identify with the uncommon man or woman you are talking to, you, you have to be able to identify who they are. That way, you just don't listen to any and everything. Okay, you 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 wait. I wrote something down. It was it was it was inspirational. My God, I know it was inspirational. Let me find it for you guys real quick. There it is. There it is. There it is right there. Here's what I wrote down. I wrote this down. You can always tell what fountain people drink from. That's pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> you can always tell what fountain people drink from. Okay? And so, so, so Jesus himself, he taught the importance of recognizing the uncommon gift in your presence. You got to be able to recognize it, y'all. Okay? He, he, he taught that. And that's why it's important to know who you are talking to. You got to always know who you're talking to. You remember one of the lessons, I don't know if it was the first one or the second one, you remember when Jesus met the woman at the well? You guys remember that? Remember Jesus met the woman at the well? Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. But what did Jesus tell her? If you knew the gift you were talking to, you wouldn't be asking common questions. But uncommon questions, and you would receive uncommon answers. You got to remember we went over that. In other words, she wanted to know how Jesus was going to draw water from the well without a, without a bucket or a rope. That, that, that was a common question because why? 
She didn't know who she was talking to. She didn't know she was talking to living water. <laughs> and so Jesus basically had to tell her, you should ask me an uncommon question and I would have given you an uncommon answer that could have blessed your life. Well, he ended up blessing her life anyway. Okay, well, she went back running through the shitty, talking about come see a man and then folks said, oh, there go that woman. But that's a whole nother lesson. Okay, because that woman was common. Come on. She was common. But when Jesus got through, I ain't got time to go through this. But when Jesus got through with her, she became uncommon. But because she went back into the city where she was common, <laughs> they didn't want to receive her. It's just like some of your family members when you get saved. That's going to be, that's just going to be nanny. We call my twin nanny. That's just going to be nanny for the rest of her life. That's just nanny. Well, I can look at her as nanny and then miss out <laughs> if God chooses to use her to impart something to my life, as long as I'm thinking that's just nanny. Y'all ain't got to remember, or I had a nickname when I was little. You guys better not laugh. They used to call me Deacon Dirt. That's my nickname. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you, Sister uh, Margie. <laughs> It was Deacon Dirt. Well, I, I didn't like to take baths when I was little. So that's why they called me, I was thinky, you know. That, 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 that. <laughs> All right, okay, come on. I'm, I'm recording. Listen, I was so, they called me Deacon Dirt. So she could look at me and say, I'm not calling him Pastor Watkins. That's Deacon Dirt. Okay, because we grew up in the same house. See, so oftentimes when we think we know somebody that's common, be very careful because God can use that common person. He can change that common person and make them uncommon. And then they could be the one that imparts something to your life that can change your whole life around. Everybody got that? All right. And so, so, so that's what Jesus said. I, I, I want you all to go to Judges, the sixth chapter, because I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Gideon. I want us to, we're going to sneak into a conversation <laughs> that Gideon had. Go to the sixth chapter. And, I, and yeah, I'm going to put it up on the screen, but I'd like y'all to put it in your Bible so you can highlight. Okay? So that you guys can highlight and, and, and go back over it because time won't allow me to just really exegese it the way I really feel like doing it. But <clears throat> we're going to talk about Gideon. 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 Judges chapter six. Okay? We're going to talk about Gideon. Because one day Gideon, he, 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 he had an encounter, okay, with the angel of the Lord. He had a conversation with him. Uh, year by year, thieves would plunder the harvest of the children of Israel. So they felt helpless, discouraged, and, and thought that the Lord had forsaken them. And so this shows you the spiritual and emotional condition of the children of Israel. Thieves would come in. They would take advantage of them. Okay, They felt hopeless. They felt in despair. Everybody go to Judges chapter 6. Okay. And their only hope was crying out to God for help. That was their only hope, crying out for God for help. Let's look at um, verse, well, I'm going to start at verse number, verse number three. 
Okay, it says, and so it was. When Israel had sown, that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. Verse four, and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth. Kill thou come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, ox, nor ass. So they took everything from them. Verse five, for they came up with their cattle and their tents and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number and they entered into the land to destroy it. Look at verse six. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Okay, so here they done come in, took everything that they had. All right, and so Gideon, he lived in an environment of hopelessness. I mean, y'all know we're living in a day now, a lot of people feel hopeless. When you have millions of people losing their jobs, they're feeling hopeless. Suicide rate have gone up 600%. Child abuse have gone up, okay? People are feeling hopeless, all right? Gideon lived. That was the environment in which he lived in, okay? But watch this. A divine appointment and conversation would change his entire life. Oh, I need somebody to know. All you need is a conversation. <laughs> Glory be to God. Somebody catch that and put it in your spirit. All you need is just one conversation. Glance down, if you will. Glance down. Let me teach. I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm, I'm feeling kind of happy, but I'm going to teach. The 12th verse. Look at the 12th verse. It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Now, I need you to know right off top, the angel was the uncommon <laughs> man in this instant. And so the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, watch what he says, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. I come to let somebody know here tonight while I'm teaching this, the Lord is with thee. He promised, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So I really don't care how dark the night is. I don't really care what you're feeling. And, and understand me when I say I don't care. I'm not being insensitive. But I'm saying that based upon my next statement, the Lord is with thee. So in other words, you don't have nothing to worry about. You might have opened up the refrigerator and wasn't nothing in it. Don't you worry about it. God, I sent a raven. And that raven will ring your doorbell. And that raven will have some salmon and, and, and red potatoes. Don't you fool with God, because God's able to do it. Okay, and so the Lord is with thee, thy man of valor. Now remember, he's talking to, okay, he's talking to Gideon after, after he feels hopeless. And then look at 13, and, 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 and Gideon said unto him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? I'm not going to mute you and ask you how many of y'all have felt that way. Hmm. 
okay? I have good news, though you're not the only person that felt that way. Gideon, man of God, he felt that way. God, why have you allowed all this trouble to come upon us? And, and, and where be, watch what he says, where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of? Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. So you all see how Gideon is feeling. He done already been told that the Lord was with him. You know, sometimes folk need to hear more than the Lord is with you. <laughs> oh, just trust God, you know. I mean, y'all know it's easier said than done. Raise your hand and say, glory, that's the truth. It's much easier said than done, okay? But I want you to notice something. Gideon's meeting with the angel of the Lord was a meeting with the uncommon man, okay? An angel in this instance, okay, but an uncommon gift nevertheless. Watch this. Notice what the angel told him. Notice what he said. This is very important. The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. That's very important, okay? Because Gideon, at this point of his life, he needed to hear this. <laughs> come on, come on. Can I please help you guys? Sometimes people don't need to hear. So when they're going through, they might slap you and say, speak English. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm just being upfront with y'all. They don't need you to be deep. They don't need you to be holy. I already told you, God uses the simple things, okay? They cannot, wait, wait, wait. How are you going to be the uncommon individual speaking in terms that they can't identify with? They're not going to never be able to know, to be able to identify uncommon. That's weird to them, okay? Follow me. Gideon needed to hear this, okay? But notice, notice what, notice what his response, first response was, it was a question. Okay, it was a question. Here was his question. If the Lord is with us, why all, the, all this trouble? Where are all of the miracles? Somebody, you need God to work a miracle right now. And you're probably saying, God, where's the miracles? I take my hat off. It's getting hot in here. Yeah. Where's the miracles? You want to know. You need God to open up a door. You need God to heal a loved one. You, got, you need God to make a way. How is pastor telling me the Lord is with me? I want the miracle. <laughs> okay? And so, so that's what Gideon, that's what Gideon was looking for. Things are so bad, it looks like God has forsaken us and turned us over to the Midianites. That's what he felt like. God done gave up on us and it's history for us right now. Yeah, but I need somebody to know here tonight. God is not giving up on you. <laughs> right on your paper, God. I haven't given up on me. Now, 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 watch this. Yeah. Somebody might be saying maybe he should have. <laughs> but thank God he's a merciful God. Thank God he's a faithful God. Thank God he's a God of a second chance. 
Thank God he made a promise. He said, I swear by my own name. And whatever I say, it shall come to pass. And I said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to be with you until the ends of the world. I'm going to supply every one of your needs. It looked bad for Gideon and the whole group. Okay? And they felt like God had forsaken them. And let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else. You got to be careful. Your attitude have to be careful. You have to be careful. Okay? Because Gideon was only repeating what everybody else around him was saying. Uh-oh. <laughs> he done got so discouraged until he just started saying what the people were saying. Y'all got to be careful. That's why you got to keep your leaders lifted up. You got to, I don't mean put, put, up, put us on the pedestal. I'm talking about lifted up before the Lord. Because if you start saying that we can't do it, after a while, ain't no telling. You used to tell the choir when we was in choir rehearsal. You say that key's too high. I said, it ain't too high as long as you got vocal cords. It ain't too high. You got to encourage people. You can reach it. You reach it while you're yelling at folk. You can reach it. Okay? And so be careful. You got to be careful because your spirit rubs off on other people. Your attitude rubs off on other people. If you ain't got nothing nice to say about the church, don't even mention St. Luke Church. <laughs> Seriously. Because that rubs off on other people. The angel, watch this, the angel listened, but he did not answer any of their accusations. The angel's listening to him. You didn't brought us out here. They ain't showing us no miracles. The Midianites don't get us. The angel just sitting there saying, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just waiting on you to get through with all your foolishness and all your negativism and all of your, all of your doubt and all of your fear. Notice what the angel says, though. Uh, come on, get back into the book. I need y'all to notice what the angel said. Thank God for the word of God. Somebody say, thank God for the word of God, even though I can't hear you. Verse number 14, look what it says. <laughs> and the Lord looked upon him. Okay? Hold on. Wait a minute. That ain't what I want. Look at verse number 14. Verse number 14 says, and he only said, go in this thy might. Go in this, thy might. Now, I don't want you to miss that. I don't want you to miss that. Go in this, thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. In other words, regardless of how you feel and what you think, God is still going to use you. <laughs> don't miss it. God is still going to use you. So, so you might as well pick, up, pick yourself up. You might as well lift your head up, okay? Because God is getting ready to use you. Amen. Let me put it back on the screen. Here we go. The Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Okay, let me encourage somebody. If you know it's God telling you to do what you're getting ready to do, don't fear nobody. But let me say, make sure it's God. Make sure it ain't them beans and cornbread you ate at 11.30 at night. Okay, make sure it's God. Look at verse number 15. And he said unto him, oh, my Lord, 
wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, okay, now, now he's getting ready to make excuse. My family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Yeah, can I get, well, God help me here. It don't matter how poor you think you are, it don't matter, you could be the least. If God is ready to use you, guess what? You just prepare yourself and allow God to use you. Okay, he said, I'm the least. Look at verse 16. And the Lord said unto him, surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. All right, and so something happened. Watch this. Something happened when Gideon heard those words. And here's, here's, here's what I'm trying to tell you. When you plant something into, something into somebody's life and it's gone, God will have a confirmation. It'll change that situation just like this. Now watch it. It didn't say months went by. It didn't say years went by. This is the same conversation in the same chapter, okay? Watch what happened. <laughs> in verse number 17, and he said unto him, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Well, it sounds like some of us. Come on, come on, let's be real. Gideon was human. Come on, what else did he need? He the angel talking to him. If an angel came and talked to me, I, I wouldn't need nothing else. Angels then literally appeared before the people. Okay? Some of us need a little more than others. That's why I guess we can't give up on folks. God done healed you once. <laughs> what, you, what are you worrying about? He's done opened up a door once. What are you worrying about? Okay, your attitude ought to be, he did it before. I know he can do it again. Okay, he, 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 he made, blessed you financially before. God can do it again. Okay. But notice, 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 notice Brother Gideon here. He said, if now I found grace, okay, then I need you. I need, I need to make sure, God, that this is you talking to me. All right, look at verse 18. He said, depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present. I need y'all to write that down, my present. It didn't say presents. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You can't be stingy and be blessed. You can't drain people of their knowledge and their inspiration and then just walk away. <laughs> I'm in the Bible. I'm not trying to collect no money from y'all. Don't worry. I ain't going to read no special offering for the pastor. You ain't got to worry about that. I'm trying to tell you the truth, though. When somebody imparts something into your life and it blesses your life, they deserve a present. It's right here in the book. And now when I when I get away, when I get away from the scripture, you got to tell me, Pastor, you're out of the scripture. Stop, stop gleaming from people and then just walking away from it. And you're being blessed and you're not presenting no kind of present. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be getting what you got sometimes. I need somebody to say, teach, Pastor. Let me see your lips move. Yeah. Notice what he did. He said, and bring forth my gift. This is what he wants to do. And set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. So I'm going away real quick. 
I'm going to go get a present and I'm going to come back here. I'm going to put it at your feet. I'm going to present it to you and I'm going to carry until you come back. In other words, I'm going to wait. Okay? Sometimes people are too impatient. You got to wait on some stuff. It ain't going to happen overnight. I think I'm speaking into somebody's life here tonight. It ain't going to happen overnight. All right? Look at verse number 19. And Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened the cakes of an orphan of flour. Okay? The flesh he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and brought it out unto him under the oak and he presented it to him. Let me hit the fast forward button. Hallelujah. He put him a roast in the um, air fryer. Hallelujah. And then he put some broth around it, chopped up some carrots and put some red onions and fixed it up for him. And he made sure it was nice and hot. I'm still in the Bible. Hmm. And then what did he say? Brought it out unto him under the oak. That means he was already, he was sitting under the oak tree. All right, he sent on no tree and he presented it. He didn't send it by nobody else. He brought it. Uh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. And look at verse number 20. Look at verse number 20. As soon as I get you to verse number 20, we're going to look at verse number 20. Lord, the devil trying to get into this computer, but that's all right. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth and he did so. I want y'all to follow me. He didn't just take it and start eating. Oh, this is good. No, but because he was uncommon, he knew God was getting ready to do something. Okay, and he had to finish the work that God was doing in order for Gideon to really be blessed. And for his life to be changed. And so it said, and he did so. Look at verse number 21. And the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand. And touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there rose up fire out of the rock. Yeah. And consumed the flesh and the unleavened cake. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. So watch this. What he presented to him, he didn't even use it for himself. But he, he said, I'm going to show you a miracle. Now watch this. Lord, this is a great revelation. Had he ate, let's call it the stew, because it had broth and it had meat. Had he ate it, then Gideon, life wouldn't have been changed. Some of us, oh, I'm going to say it. Some of y'all eat your blessing. <laughs> when I get out of the book, tell me I'm out of the book. <laughs> Some of y'all eat your blessing. Don't eat your blessing. <clears throat> because God might want to do something else with it. Maybe, now watch this. Maybe, oh, thank you, Jesus. Maybe God, maybe somebody might bless you for imparting to their life. That don't mean you just go take that and put that in your savings account if it's money. Maybe God wants you to turn around and bless somebody else with it because that'll change somebody else's life. And God only God allowed that money to pass through your hands so that you could be the uncommon person to bless somebody else's life. You guys don't like that part. I already know. 
but it's the truth. You can't just think when God gives you a blessing, oh, he really blessed me. I'm going to keep that blessing, child. I'm going to hold on to this blessing. No, I tell you guys all the time, he blesses us so we can be a blessing to somebody else. And you got to know the more you give, the more he give back to you, right? You I do believe that, don't you? Then why you ain't just giving, giving, giving? I ain't just talking about money. Go look in your closet. You got clothes that steal. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You got clothes with tags on it. You ain't going to ever fit it again. So get rid of it. Bless somebody else. And when you, watch it, you read what you sow. You give a dress, you get a dress. You, 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 you give a pair of shoes, you get a pair of shoes. You can't fit the shoes in your closet. Give it to somebody and God will bless you with a pair you can fit. When I get out of the book, tell me you're out of the book, Pastor. After the angel of the Lord did that, set it on the rock, touched it with his staff, it consumed, big old fire, and then guess what happened? The angel left. Uh-oh, Lord, Lord, give me so much revelation in this tonight. And all this, I don't have this on my notes. The angel left. Everybody write down the angel left. Oh, do I have to say this, Lord? Yes, say it. <laughs> Sometimes we can hang around too long and mess up the miracle. Sometimes when you impart into people's life, you got to leave it alone. Some of y'all try to carry people for 20 years. Sometimes you got to do the impartation. They, they, they receive it through the spirit. Move on. Okay? The angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. That's verse number 21. What else I got here? How much time I got? Oh, I got time. I got time. I got plenty of time. I'm not ready for that one yet. So y'all start to write. Now you got to wait. When Gideon realized, watch this. When Gideon had realized that he had been speaking with God, you got to understand this, he greatly feared for his life. That's all I said. Well, why would he fear for his life when he's talking to God? I'm going to tell you why. It was the belief of the Jews that to see God would be fatal. And this belief was based on what God had said to Moses. Write this scripture down. Exodus 33, verse 20. He said, thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. See, they believed the Bible back then. They ain't like us. So, of course, he meets this uncommon Man through the spirit, and he understood it was of God because what happened when he gave him the stool, whatever you guys want to call it, it burst it out, and then the angel left. When he said, I saw God, I asked God for a sign. Be careful asking God. I'm telling y'all, be careful asking God for a sign because God will give you one. Gideon wasn't expecting that to happen. Okay, God will give you a sign, so be careful. So he saw, to him, he saw God. So for him, he's supposed to die because he had already heard no man can see God and live. So, so watch this. Gideon needed some comfort that, would not, that he would not die as a result of this revelation. It was a revelation. He still thought he was going to die. Have God blessed you sometimes so much until you thought it was almost your time? 
<laughs> Look like everything was just going so good and everything. You just said, Lord, am I getting ready to die? Okay. Mm. So, 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 notice something here. Notice something here. Notice something. Look at verse number 22. And when he perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, oh Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. There he is. He's scared, you guys. He feared death because he had seen a revelation of God in the angel. Okay, the angel's actions with the sacrifice convinced Gideon that the angel was indeed God. <laughs> okay, but I notice verse number 23, God always has a way. I don't care what you guys say. Right through his word. Verse 23, and the Lord said unto him, peace be unto you, unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. <laughs> That's good news. Somebody shout, that was good news. He said, peace be unto thee. All right? You're not going to die. Can I speak a word into somebody's life tonight? Peace be unto thee. You're not going to die. Get up from there. You ain't getting ready to die. <laughs> Somebody, you cough today and say, oh my God, I must have it. I'm going to die. The devil is a liar. Peace be unto you. I speak life, not death. Come on. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul does prosper. Okay? He spoke peace. Peace comes from the word of God. You'll always find peace in the word of God. That's why it's very important. You study, you read, you apply the word of God. Something else happened here, and I'm almost done. Look what it says. Then Gideon, he did what? He built an altar. He built an altar. He didn't say, oh, I'm, I'm going to live now. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me plan me a vacation for seven days somewhere since I'm going to live. No, what the first thing he did? He built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Shalom. And until this day, that altar still exists. Okay? In these two places that I can't pronounce. But it's still there. All because I can't pronounce it don't mean it's not there. Okay? The place ain't what's important is the fact of what he did after he had his encounter with an uncommon man. And that uncommon man changed his life. All right, and so Gideon commemorated his comfort with a testimony of God and how fitting that the angel of the Lord, which represents Christ, is associated with peace. For no one give peace like Jesus can give peace. I need, need y'all to understand something here tonight. In the midst of hopelessness, Gideon had a divine appointment with the angel of the Lord. In the midst of hopelessness. And you know what? The angel revealed to Gideon his purpose. Gideon did not find out his purpose until he got in a situation that he found himself in. All right? That, that, that's when he found out his purpose. He called him a mighty man of valor. Gideon had within him purpose that he could not see. And I need to tell somebody here tonight, you got purpose inside of you. 
You might not can't see it, but it's there. Trust me, it's there. It's there. I don't care what nobody say. It's there. They might have told you you weren't going to be worse off. They're going bread. But you know what? Purpose is there. <laughs> you might have felt hated and abused and misused. Okay? But I need you to know in the midst of all of that, purpose is still there. Purpose is still there. All right? And so, therefore, here's what happened. His encounter with the uncommon man reveals something in him that would defeat poverty, despair, and hopelessness. I got a word for somebody. What's inside of you, what God has placed inside of you, it will defeat poverty. It will defeat despair. It will defeat hopelessness. Here's the issue. The devil don't want you to know that it's inside of you. I said, the devil don't want you to know it's inside of you. That's why you got to be careful who you conversate with. Because sometimes in conversation, people will try to confirm what you already feel. But it's not what you feel. It's got to be what you know. That I got purpose down inside of me. You might not be able to see it. Yeah, you might not be able to see it. But guess what? I got purpose inside of me. Somebody ought to say that. I got purpose inside of me. Got purpose inside of me. I'm wrapping it up here, wrapping it up. Gideon did something we can all learn from. He honored the angel of the Lord with a gift. I got to go back to that. He honored the Lord. He honored the angel of the Lord with a gift. Somebody tell me what his gift was so, so that y'all don't get mixed up and confused. Somebody unmute right now. Tell me what his gift was. What was it? Well, I tell you what, put it in 2020. What, what, what did he bring him in 2020? Okay, who you are? Can, can, can you unmute yourself or, or do I need to unmute you? A meal. He did what? Brought him a meal. He brought him a meal. What, what, what kind of meal he bringing? 2020. 2020. Oh, sounds like uh, steak, <laughs> bread. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Listen, he didn't go to Ruth Chris to get it either. <laughs> He made it with his own hand. Yeah. <laughs> he prepared it. Yeah, this is very important. Really, this is very important. He didn't, he didn't order it from Uber and send it to his house or where he was under the oak tree. He took the time. Okay? He took the time. Uh, you guys heard that scripture, if you give a prophet a glass of water in the name of a prophet, you shall receive a prophet's reward. That's a scripture. We look at it as it being just a glass of water. But to bring a prophet a glass of water back then, it meant something. They didn't go just in, under the refrigerator and have cube ice or crushed ice, put it under there, get some water, and take it to the prophet. They had to go to the well. They had to get that water. They had to work to get water. They had to make a sacrifice. And can I help you guys? The greater the sacrifice in whatever you do, the greater the blessing. If you want to learn how to play the piano, the greater the sacrifice, you sit down and then fiddle around with those keys. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the blessing. Okay? The greater the blessing. And you can do all things through Christ. So he did something. He honored the angel of the Lord with a gift. I'm going to say it again. Stop receiving from people and then just walking away. <laughs> 
I'm showing you in this lesson here tonight. All right. He was blessed. His miracle. Oh, my God, I got to go. His miracle, the miracle that Gideon saw was a result of the gift that he brought to the angel. What did, what did the angel use? He used the gift that he brought him. Caused it to catch on fire, and then he just disappeared. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Your gift that you receive is not always for you. That gift could be somebody else's miracle. But you have to be uncommon to understand that. <laughs> you can't be common and understand that. Okay, you have to be uncommon. You can't have the attitude, me, 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 me. So much me to you to change your name to me, me, me. Okay? You can't have a closed hand and be uncommon. See, because people think you're crazy because you're giving so much. You're giving away so much. Okay? Somebody said, Pastor, why you have so many cars? You got so many cars parked out there. Shame on you. All them cars. You can't drive one car at a time. First of all, you ought to mind your business. Then the ones. Secondly, I've given away cars. I've literally given away cars. You read what you show. Am I right? You give a car away, you bless you with a car. Think about it. I've given suits away. Literally given suits away. Okay? And, and you, you guys don't have to believe me. I'm not talking about just old suits that sometimes I don't wear no more. I've been in the mortuary business 25 years. I've given some good suits to families who couldn't afford suits for their loved one. And I take one of my suits and deck it out, get it clean, and they be sharp. That's my suit. But I'm willing to give it away to help bless somebody else. And then God will turn around and one person blessed me one time with five suits. So what they had his name engraved on the inside of the coat. I just said, I just won't take the coat off. <laughs> but they were name brand suits. I'm trying to help you guys to understand that that's what God does. Okay, you give and it shall be what? Given unto you. Press down, shaking together. Don't worry, I'm not going to raise no offering tonight. You don't have to even give one tonight. But that, that, that's not the intention. I don't never want you guys to think that. If you've been a member of St. Luke Church, you already know, pastor, is not about your money. The only reason why I get an offering, the only reason why I raise an offering is so that you can be blessed. That's right. So that you can be blessed. And I'm quite sure there's some folk who can unmute right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. But there's some folk who can unmute right now and say, I'm blessed because of my giving. <laughs> I'm blessed because of my giving. Let's, let, let, let's wrap this up. So I says, honor is a primary ingredient. Learn how to honor somebody. Learn how to honor the uncommon man or woman that God puts into your life. They might not have a degree like you, but you've got to still honor them. Okay, you can't say you better than they are or you smarter than they are. Okay, you got to remember they're uncommon. Sometimes they may not even know too much how to write their name. But guess what? If the Holy Ghost hit them, I got scripture to back that up. There was two fellas in the book of Acts that was turning the world upside down. And they took them before the Sanhedrin council. And, and, and they even said, here's what they said standing before the Sanhedrin council, they came to the conclusion, you leave these fellas alone. They are ignorant and they are unlearned. That's what they said. And that's what they can't hurt us. We so smart. We so smart. These little idiots can't help us. 
They're idiots. They're unlearned. That's what he said. They're ignorant. They're unlearned. And watch what they said. If it's not of God, it'll, it'll just vanish away. Nothing will happen. But, but those of you that know the story know it was of God. Uh, and they turned that whole world upside down. Okay, They thought they were ignorant and unlearned, but they had something inside of them. They had purpose. Last slide, I believe. You are living in a world created by decisions. Gideon needed, watch this, it's all he needed. Gideon needed information and needed to understand his purpose. That's all he needed. The angel revealed God's plan for his life and Gideon made the right decision and followed his instruction. And that instruction was simply this. Go in this, thy might. That's what it says. In other words, basically all he was saying, here's all he was really saying was, get in, and this is what I'm saying, y'all. Don't wait till you get stronger. <laughs> don't wait until everything is ideal. Okay, Because if we wait till everything is ideal, probably we'll never do nothing. Don't wait till you get rich. Don't wait, get in, don't wait till you get smart. Get in right now with whatever strength you have, whatever might you have, you go in this. Because here's the thing. He was, I remember, he was uncommon and he was speaking a word into his life. He was imparting some good stuff into his life. In other words, he was saying, God's going to use you. When God sees that you're willing to obey, that's the time God is going to move in your behalf. Some of you all, and I'm done. Some of you all been thinking about a whole lot of stuff. You scared to make a move. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, not me. I'm not capable. Did y'all understand? A lot of us are not capable. <laughs> a lot of us are not capable. But you know what I resolved in my mind? You know what I made up in my mind? I can do all things through Christ. That strengthened me. And failure is not fatal. And, 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 and you'll never fail if you don't try. Come on here, somebody. And what I enjoyed about this, staying at home and having to go digital and all this and virtual and all this, God put every last one of us on the same playing field. Hmm. We could choose to sit up here and say, I can't do it. Or I'm scared to do it. Or we could just get us a little microphone and a camera. <laughs> And go in the name of the Lord. You'd be surprised what God will do for you. Amen. You'd be surprised what God will do for you. And so I say as he said, I say as he said to Gideon, go in this. In other words, you go in your own might right now. Because what I want to see is whether or not you're willing to take challenge. Somebody waiting on God to pick you up and turn you around and plant your feet on solid ground and then flip you back over and then do you a cartwheel and then all of a sudden, yes, Lord, no. God said, I want you to put your own two feet on the ground and I want you to get up the best way you can. Somebody can jump up. Somebody else may be feeling discouraged like me and was and say, God, I need a sign. God said, I'll give you one if you just prop yourself up. Just start getting up. That's what God said. Start getting up. Put your best foot forward. And God said, I will. I'll do the rest. 
Somebody ought to say amen. Somebody ought to say unmute this mic and say, Pastor, you taught that lesson tonight. Come on, say it. All right, mute yourself back. I got a couple of slides that those you that write, I think is going to help you. I'm not going to teach on this. One good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Just one good conversation. One good, that's all you're waiting on. That's all you're waiting on. You ain't waiting on nothing else. You're not waiting on no check in the mail and all that stuff. You're not waiting on a promotion. All you're waiting on is one good conversation. Because one good conversation, all right, can change your direction. I ain't talking about no conversation from no man, and that's going to be your husband. I'm talking spiritual now. <laughs> talking spiritual. All right, got something else for, for you. The conversation is so much more than words. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's more than words. A conversation is eyes, smile. The silences between the words. You can talk with your eyes. Did y'all know that? You don't even have to open up your mouth sometimes. You can talk with your eyes. Person know you don't like them by the way you look at them. And you ain't even opened up your mouth. <laughs> but then at the same time, you can just smile. One smile can change somebody's whole life or their whole day. Just one simple smile. Some of y'all ain't smiled so long until if somebody saw you smile, they might start speaking in tongues, get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Just one smile, okay? Just smile a while. Give your face a rest. If you're happy, tell your face, okay? If you're happy, tell your face. Can y'all see this, Michael? Come on, man. Y'all can't see this. There it is right there. All right, now you can see it. Last one. Here, here, here's the other one. A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. This one here is conversation is so much more than words. Conversation is eyes, smile, silence between the words. Okay? Then last but not least, be brave enough to start a conversation that matters. <laughs> we got a lot of talking going on, but let's start conversating about things that really matters. Okay. Now, I'm not saying you can't have no other conversation, but when your whole conversation is about the NFL, you're just having a conversation at that point. It really don't matter because you ain't going to get none of the money and you probably ain't going to be able to go to none of the games. So, Let's, let's have conversations that matters, that edifies, that builds up, that encourages, that strengthens, okay? Conversations, especially now, that matters. All right? God bless you. And God will be with you. Anybody have any questions? I'm done. Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions? Anybody have any answers? Anybody have any comments? All right, all right. So good to see all of you.